0: Uh, well, I wanted to talk a little bit about something that I, I heard about, and it's called retrograde. And I'm trying to understand what this retrograde thing was. And apparently, it's that sometimes whenever you're looking at stars at, at night, which are big and bright. And said, Thank you. I was like, come on, help me out, Texas. All right. They normally, from night to night, they they go in one direction, but sometimes it looks like they've gone in the opposite direction for for, a few days, however long, before they go back along the path they would have. Now, this this might seem like a strange thing, like you're looking up and you're like, well, I guess it's a wandering star, it's decided to go the opposite direction. But the thing is that a lot of times people come up with all sorts of ideas about what happens whenever certain planets like Mercury are in retrograde. And it's this idea that a friend of mine that she was telling me it was like, yeah, like this morning I, I just I could not wake up at all. I was just having an off day. I was I was yelling at, at my kids that everything just seemed Set, and I just couldn't seem to figure out what my job was that day, and just no matter what, everything was just going wrong, and my temper was all over the place, and then she says, I think Mercury must be in retrograde. And I'm just pausing, and I was like, wait, you mean that, that planet that's like way off over there, that's like nowhere close to us whatsoever, and it's like, hey, you know, whatever Mercury is in retrograde, it just completely throws you off, and then I paused, and I was like... Maybe you're just being a terrible person. We're not friends anymore. Okay, so <laughs> with that is that oftentimes this idea is that it's easy when we see things happening to look kind of beyond us and to try to figure out what there is to blame out in the world out there. And it's also tricky because this idea of where it is that our destiny lies is this thing with the stars and the planets. Is that the stars and the planets? They can help us to mark time, but they're not really determining anything to do with our destiny. Even if we're looking at like the moon, is that the moon is you know relatively close, and that there's oftentimes a discussion that based on the lunar cycle, it actually can determine you know whether or not people are able to sleep or able to rest, and that's probably more to do with like gravitational pull than anything. But with it, though, is that it's not determining your future. It may just be determining your mood for the day. See, that ends up being the difficulty when we look at the wise men. You see, the wise men might be described as, as people who might have been considered astrologers back in the day. But that's also because back then, astrologers and numbers were not distinguished the same way that they would be today. The idea that looking to the stars and seeing what was to come was more trying to determine when and how things were to come, rather than thinking that they themselves were the ones to decide our future and our fate. But with that is we end up understanding that the wise men themselves, however many there were, it may have been three, it may have been more than that, is that they were basing what they were doing on what they had heard from the people of God. You see, there were the the two nations we talked about, Israel and Judah, because they had split. Well, if Israel had been taken into exile by Assyria, they just kind of disappeared. Did the people stop existing? No. But they stopped acting like Israelites. When they were pulled into the country of Assyria, and people moved in from Syria into their land, they started acting like everybody else. They had sacrifices to similar gods. They had similar altars, similar behaviors. It really wasn't all that noteworthy about them, because they just didn't really stand out for anyone else. The Judah was different. See, Judah being brought into Babylon, there were many of the young royal house that were coming in and trying to figure out how to continue to be God's people at a time when they were not living in God's land. The thing is that Daniel, one of the first stories, Daniel's story about being in the lion's den is actually one of the last stories of his time. One of the first ones was that he was not eating the same food that the people in Babylon were eating. Why? Was he just picky? Was he like vegan at a time when it wasn't quite so popular? I mean, no, it was actually that he knew that the food back then was not being prepared in the kosher way that they were supposed to. So if you're not sure what you can get at at a different restaurant, what do you do? I'm sure they probably got. Salad, and that's essentially what we end up seeing with Daniel. I'm not sure about all these different meats and other things, and I definitely see some pigs over there. So, what's the best thing that you can do? Vegetables, right? Hey, absolutely. Was it easy? Absolutely not. Was he probably ridiculed? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, they ended up seeing that he and the others that were like. Ended up being smarter, stronger, better able to discern things than anybody else. His life ended up giving credence to what God had to say. The way that Daniel was living the life that he had out in the middle of this place he did not want to be ended up giving credence to everything that his God had to say every time that he and then there was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego with, with the fiery furnace, and that they're like, we're not going to worship the statue. Yes, we are going to be part of this furnace, but it turns out we actually end up surviving it. And Daniel later on with the lion's said, I'm going to worship God no matter what. Oh, well, guess what? You're not following this edict from the king? Well, I still have to do what God has called me to do. That so many times is that God ended up being displayed in Daniel's life. And Daniel ended up persevering. And because of that, the people at that time, because Daniel was a wise man, they continued to listen to him and all of the prophecies that Judah had brought with them, including the prophet Isaiah, as well as the things that God was saying to Daniel. The thing about this is that oftentimes we miss out on the fact that God is still working in the world around us. We talked about a little bit of that last week when we were talking about uh, Simeon. And and I promise the the video where we get posted this week, I know it's a little behind. But with it is that Simeon had continued to be listening to God time and time again. So when the time for the Messiah to come in was there, he was ready. But now the question is beyond listening, what about following? Are we willing to follow? But here's the tricky part is that we know we have not always followed God the way that we're supposed to. I know I've fallen into that category. I remember what it was 12 years ago. I'm one of the half of the people in America that's gotten a divorce. I've been there. I've been at this place where I'm sitting there saying, I'm about to make a decision where does that mean that now I have completely given up on what God has for me? Am I now saying that I no longer have a part in God's plan? That's the hard part, is that each one of us, we have those. We have those times when we look back and we know that the decisions we've made and the paths that we've followed and the choices that we've gone down, we're like, is this really somebody that God can use? Is this somebody who actually is still listening to what God has to say? But here's the thing, it wasn't about me. It was that God still wasn't done with me. that's the thing about this, is that even though you saw the people of Judah, that they had made so many mistakes, and that they even lost their homeland, and they were taken off somewhere, that God was not done with them yet. And more than that, is that because of that, people in a land far away were able to hear God. Because God had to discipline Judah and took them there, but what does that do? He uses that exile to bring more people to know his name. And more than that, is that more people, not just able to listen, but also able to follow. You see, in our Isaiah passage, chapter 60, verse 6, I believe it is, is it talks about bringing gold and frankincense. What you notice is that it doesn't say myrrh in there. And it's always kind of noteworthy, is that what did the wise men bring, though? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But you see, here's the thing about it. I don't know why it is that the wise men decided that they were going to bring myrrh along with it. They did. And here's the fascinating part, is that the myrrh was pointing toward how the king was truly to lead his people, because of his death. Because murder was one of the spices used for the burial preparation. See, that's the thing, is that even in the times whenever we are wondering what God has planned, is that he is still not just guiding us, but using things about us we don't even realize what he is planning. how many months years did the wise men follow this thing that was up in the stars this time where potentially there's different discussions about was it Jupiter and the regular star that were somehow close together and because of that how close they were created a nova effect that was brighter Were they no longer moving in the path that they normally were expected to, but were just pointing up and down at the spot where the wise men were supposed to go? Whatever might have been happening in the heavens is that we know that the people were willing to follow. Even though Daniel had been dead for centuries, they had been waiting. still willing to get it. Doesn't that feel like it's sometimes for us? We sometimes wonder what God is actually doing in our lives. And yet, He still calls us to follow. And that's the thing with our passage today: Is that being a part of the story means following the author of that story. See, we are not the ones that are in control of everything. But as much as we might feel tempted to try to look up and figure out, you know, what's out there in the stars, what destiny is out there, like they're just marking the time. They're just telling us how much longer. They're not the ones offering the story itself. Do you believe that your story is still being authored by you? And I know you struggled, I know you stumbled, we all have. But do you genuinely believe that your life is still being guided? Not just like the wise men, but the one that the wise men came to see. So wherever it is that you find yourself, I'm here to tell you that God is still guiding leading. So may we, as his people, acknowledging the flaws that we had and the stumblings that we made, still be willing to follow and to believe that he still has a plan for us today. Thanks be to